Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Homeless at Large. Um, we're brought to you by um, Anchor FM. Uh, it's the world's only free podcasting app. They will help you to market your podcast. They will help you to create your podcast. They'll help you along every step of the way of getting your podcast out there. And the best part of it all is it's all free. So let's download Anchor today and get our voices heard. So today we're going to talk, we do have a special guest, we'll get to that in a little while, but um, I want to go over some things that I was going through on Facebook and um, maybe go over some things that maybe people miss. So first of all, what do I want? Well, I'm going to tell you what I want. Personally, I wanted to be left to fuck alone. That's what I've always wanted and that's what I've said for the past umpteen years. I wanted to be left to fuck alone and pretty much anybody that knows me knows that's what I want. Unfortunately, I don't see that happening. Now, let's get into this a little deeper. How is America free if I can't live my lifestyle of choice because you deem my lifestyle wrong? That's not free. That means this country is not free. If I cannot live how I want to without you deeming me wrong and pointing your finger at me and persecuting me, that makes me not free. But you're free because you do something different than I do. Well, I hate to tell you, but to me, you're a slave if you work. You pay taxes, you work your fingers to the bone, you don't own shit you say you own, because none of it really belongs to you. If the government wants to play him in a domain and take your property, they do. If the government says you didn't pay your taxes, you lose your property, you don't own the property. The fact is, the land doesn't belong to anyone. It was here when we got here. It was free to all of us. Only... The perception or the deception of ownership has made people decide that one person has to live according to the way other people decide is right or wrong. And that makes us not free. So, let's get that straight. Now, as far as homelessness goes, to me, I have been out there so long, it is now my lifestyle of choice. If you're going to tell me I don't have that right then you don't have the right to be a slave, which is what you are. But you're going to do that anyway because that's what you believe is right. So the way I see it is, as long as you feel happy with yourself, be happy with yourself and stop judging me for what makes me happy. And we wouldn't have a problem with homelessness anymore. Only because people think they own land that they really don't own, can't I be the way I am? Can't I find just anywhere to lay down and sleep? makes the government think that they can come and bulldoze my tent anytime they want. Well, my tent is still my property. The land I sleep on is not theirs. They don't own it. They didn't make it. They didn't create the dirt that I sleep on. Nothing. It's free land. It's land that belongs to Earth. And um, God left it here for all of us. Nobody has a right to tell me where my feet can go. The only thing a fence does is blocks everything out. It doesn't help you. Because if somebody really wanted to break into what you call your property that isn't yours, they could. So, in other news, let's, let's get on to some other news. So in um, San, Fran- or San Diego, I think it is, they are planning another round of sweeps on the homeless. They're going to be going around and, again, 
bulldozing homeless camps, taking everything the homeless have, throwing it in a trash can. That's the biggest hypocritical thing I've ever seen in my life because if we took a bulldozer and bulldozed their property or their house, we would go to jail. It's called destruction of private property. But our tents don't belong to us, remember? I mean, or... Wait, maybe they do. It's just people don't recognize that. Because we don't pay taxes. And that's another thing. I, you know, this guy on Facebook was telling me that I basically live off his taxes. Well, that's wrong. I'll tell you how I live. I live off your waste. See, it's what you throw away that feeds me. Your taxes don't do shit for me except for have a government persecute me and make that government possible. Your taxes do nothing more. The government do, doesn't do shit for nobody. I'll guarantee you after they've dipped their hands in your paycheck, they've forgotten your name within the first minute after. The only thing you mean to them is a dollar. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. Don't think you mean more because you don't. That makes you no better than I. Except for, I don't work my fingers to the bone to have nothing. I don't slave for a constitution that doesn't exist. I don't slave for a government that doesn't give a crap about me. I only slave for people who care about me. And that's my choice. Now, today we have a special guest in um, Christina Noriega. Noriega, that is, right? Yes. So you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, Christina? Okay, uh, my name is Christina Noriega, and I've been in Tucson since 1983. And, yeah, and for the first time, um, I married somebody in, at the hospital that was homeless. Within two weeks of marrying him, uh, we had our problems, and then we ended up back on the street. And this was in 1988, 1988. So how did, you, how did you first become homeless? Okay. Because I, I married him, and he he lived a bad life for So your family put you out because he was homeless and you married him? No, I married him, but I didn't know he was on drugs. I didn't know he did heroin. I don't know he was going to make me have three miscarriages of putting, you know, injecting Coke and heroin in my veins when it was back around. When so it was, how did you first become homeless, though? I mean, were you homeless before I you went married him? Or? No, after I met him. Because okay. he was on the street and I went looking for him at Casa Maria that Brian had, Brian Flag has. I I was over there homeless with him. That so let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Before you became homeless and before you met him and married him, right. you were living how? Yeah, I was living with my dad. Okay. At his house. And, and how did people treat you then? Well, they treated me excellent. Did you have friends? I wasn't on drugs. Did you have friends? Yes, I did. High school yes. friends that I graduated. And when you became homeless, did that change? Yeah, they didn't want to talk to me no more. So they looked at you differently, right? Yeah, yes, they did. And how did their, their, their attitude towards you change? Because I was living on the street. No, how did it change? I mean, in other words, so at one moment you're their daughter, or you're their sister, or you're their cousin, or... Or their best friend. Mm-hmm. How did that change? How did they see you after you became homeless? Well, they still helped me, but they, yeah, they treated me different. Yeah, they looked at like you somebody off the street. 
but they still help me. They've but always they, did they seem like they were judging you a little bit? Yeah, definitely, because they're family. And, and then, close friends did, yeah. So like your friends now, they say they're your friends, right? Right. So how many of those people are still in your life now that you were homeless? Well, one to three of them. Maybe Sarah and... Not very many, Terry huh? And Terry and her family, yeah. What happened to the rest? Uh-huh. They, they stopped just, talking to you? Yeah, they stopped talking to me. So my point is that the way people treat the homeless, they once you become homeless, they treat you different, like you're less than everybody else, correct? Right, yeah, they do. And then they tr- want to try to avoid themselves from you. No, well, they're telling me to turn to God, like Sarah. When I asked her for a ride to church a couple weeks ago, two weekends, three weekends, she never went to pick me up. Now, does that make any sense? You turn to God. Wait a minute. If I remember correctly, uh-huh. Jesus was a homeless traveler. Yeah, I know he was. He didn't have a house. Well, I understand that. Yeah, So, does that make any sense to you that they're going to tell you to turn to God because you're homeless? No, because she knew. She went to, uh, well, I have her out with some food. Makes no she, sense, does it? No, it doesn't. They're going to tell you to turn to God when Jesus was homeless, and that's God's son. But, yeah, somehow they're better than you through Jesus because you're homeless and they're not. Right, and I asked her if I can go and spend a few weeks at her house, and she doesn't let me. Mm-hmm. Terry, because she don't want to get sick out here. That's why she don't let me go to so her house. So they're saying that you're going to make them sick because you're homeless. Because oh, of the virus. Oh. Yeah. But, but wait a minute. Why didn't you get sick from the virus? Because I took four shots. I got my four shots. I might go back and get okay, another well, because I, I feel take, sick right now. I didn't take no shots. Oh, you're homeless. How come? I mean, you know, I mean, now, you know I've been sick. homeless for a long time. Yeah, I've never taken no shots, and you've never seen me sick. Not at all. Not like me and how, uh, Larry has been. Right. Yeah. So, if those shots are so helpful, why haven't I been sick and I haven't taken them? Because maybe you have a stronger blood system than me. Well, know. I'll tell you why I have a stronger immune system. Oh, here, this, so, I here's the problem. Yeah. Here's what it is. Our government has assumed control of everything we do in our lives. Mm-hmm. They have told us that we create our immune system by exposing ourselves to germs, but now we're supposed to kill the germs. Mm-hmm. So we killed the very thing that creates our immune system and strengthens it. Mm-hmm. It's the exposure to germs, yeah. natural, live, real germs. Right. So you're taking and you're washing your hands before you go to the bathroom or after you go to the bathroom. Yes, I have. And you when do. I cook, too. Okay. Why would you wash your hands after you go to the bathroom? Because when I use the bathroom, you know, to use it, I have to. So I don't get, give my germs to whoa, somebody whoa, else. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean? Whoa? What touches more germs? Your bathroom area or your hands? Well, my hands, well. Okay, so you're going to expose your bathroom area to the, all the germs that your hands touched uh-huh. by waiting till after you went to the bathroom to wash your hands. Well, I have to. I've been used to that. Okay. So what I'm telling you is I will wash my hands after I go to the bathroom only if I pee or poop on them. Right. That happens maybe once every hundred years. Hardly ever. hundred years? Yeah, hardly it. ever. Okay? I don't pee or poop on my hands. I have good aim. Okay. Okay. Now, the reason I wash my hands before I go to the bathroom is because my hands 
touch these germs everywhere. And my that's why area when people, all day is in my pants, which there's very few germs exposed in there, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, my sweat or whatever, but hey, my hands touch more germs. Right. If I take my hands and put them in that otherwise clean area. Uh -huh. Like if this table was clean. Right. I mean, so if you put this table in plastic. Right. Wrapped in plastic and left in plastic, there would be no germs on this table. No, there will, because no. dust gets on it, too. If you close the plastic and seal it, how can anything get in there? It's airtight. There's no germs, oh. no kind of bacteria, no nothing grows in it. There's It's airtight. Mm -hmm. Now, this germ, this otherwise it would germ-free ta table would be enclosed in this germ-free area, mm -hmm. but then all of a sudden you open that germ-free area and expose it to germs mm -hmm. and then touch it. You think you're going to get sick. Yeah, if you're coming from outside, you 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 definitely have to wash your hands because my stepma, if I don't wa wash my hands when I first get to her house, she'll probably tell me to leave because because I'm coming from outside me, and she's inside. Let me put it this way. Let me you know? put it this way. So me, I'm a person that believes in I have to Cleaning. be exposed to germs okay. to build my immune system. All right. Okay, or now, for people outside, what happens when you kill all the germs and you don't expose yourself to germs? and your immune system finds this new germ that you're exposed to, uh -huh. all of a sudden your immune system doesn't know how to fight that germ, right? Because it's been so germ-free, you've killed all these germs all your life and never really exposed yourself to them. Mm -hmm. Me, I was out in dumpsters exposing myself to germs. Yeah. There's not a germ out there that my body can't take on. Oh, no. uh -huh. Right? Right. I wasn't sanitary. I wasn't clean. I wasn't germ-free. I wasn't kill the germs, kill the germs. I was exposing myself to them. Therefore, my body, when a new germ comes along, it just mutates my immune system to expose to that germ or dispose of it. I don't have that problem. Like, I went last week to my doctor's appointment, right? And I told him, oh, no, I got to wear a mask because I've been coughing and I don't want to get you guys sick. So the best I idea for you would be to expose yourself to germs. In other words, I have hand sanitizer. Stop it. Well, I don't have hand sanitizer. Germ-killing sprays. Stop it. Mm -hmm. Let your immune system be exposed. That way, it mutates with the germs' progressions. So when COVID came along, my body took the flu, because it's acquainted to the flu, mm -hmm. And mutated yeah. to advance itself to fight COVID, therefore I never got COVID. Right. But I've taken so many shots that earlier today, while he was asleep, I, I started a cough again. I was starting to get sick again. Mm -hmm. And I didn't buy no soups, which I should have done that. No vegetables, which I should have done that. The secret to being mm -hmm. healthy is to build your immune system. Mm -hmm. The bananas made me feel Now, let me ask you this. Who knows more about our bodies and the, immune, the way our us, immune system us. works? We do. Human beings or God? We do. We do, and We know we more do. than God about our immune system? No. We pray to God so we can be healthy. Okay. So we can live so one God day. So God made our time. immune system, right? Well, to live one he day. He made our time. immune system to be exposed to live germs, right? So how does a man or a doctor make an immune system to defeat what God already made or help what God already made perfect? Mm-hmm. You see, you're taking artificial immune mm -hmm. from a doctor that injects it into your skin mm -hmm. that they say will help you keep from getting sick, but 
God made your body to be exposed to live germs, not dormant um, mm -hmm. dead germs. Mm -hmm. Now you got this dead germ sitting in your body. And your body doesn't know what the fuck to do with it. Now this live germ comes away and blends in with that dead germ mm -hmm. and mutates and then forms stronger mm -hmm. and your immune system depletes. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you just rely on the germs that are out there, you get pretty strong, right? Anyways, mm. this is about homelessness. I'm off track. I'm sorry. My apologies to the audience. So now, you were talking about how people treated you. So now I want to talk to you about, did you try to look for work while you were homeless? Yes, I did. I put a lot of applications. Did anyone hire you? No, because I didn't have a home. Oh. So, but did anyone ever tell you to get a job, you effing bum? Oh, yeah. One time at Safeway, I was panhandling for one donut. And this guy, oh, I'm not going to give you money for one donut because you need to get a job. Oh. That's what they told me. Isn't that kind of contradictory? Shut tell you down. to get a job, but they won't hire you. Yep. They yeah. won't hire you. Isn't that funny? Yeah. So funny. everybody's sitting there telling all these homeless people, get a job, you bum. But when they apply for a job, they won't hire them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So do you see how... You know, and, and that's the thing that I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. Now, how are you living now? What? Do you have a place to stay? Do you have a roof over your head? Uh, yeah, a friend is helping me out right now till I move into Would you call place. him more of a... I mean, to me, he seems more like a... He's a good friend. He's a friend. He's more of a significant other. Yeah, because he told me to marry him if they weren't going to give me my SSI. Okay. And he wanted to leave me now, with a little bit. Now, how does your funny. family treat you about your significant other? They don't accept him because they, they think it's his fault how I'm living. But they have told me, why don't I just leave him alone? So, again, they're judging you about the way you live. No matter what, it seems like they're judging you. You weren't right when you were homeless on your own. Uh -huh. Now somebody has come along, a man, well, seven years. which is doing his job as a man, taking care of his woman, uh -huh. right? Well, my family wants me living over there, my stepmom, but the thing is, I don't get along with her. Okay. And but, I, that's why I looked for this place. You know, there. they say that all birds have to fly away from the nest. No, but I appreciate her because she raised me since I was a kid. But all birds have to fly away from the nest. Right, yeah. Baby definitely. birds are born and they fly away, right? Yeah, they can't get so us. So you've flown away right. to make your own life. Right. Now, this man is... Most women marry into a husband that takes care of them, oh, correct? Right, right. And they're stay-at-home housewives. They take care of the kids, take care of the house. That's what you do, correct? Yeah, but... Okay, so you're living the American woman's dream, correct? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay, so why are your family still judging you? They're still judging me. No, while she told me, oh, you, you like the bad life. That's why you're going to go in, like misery likes company. That's what she thinks about. But they're still but judging you. But you're living the American dream by yeah. being an American housewife. Well, yeah, because I care about the individual. Right. I ain't gonna, I, I'm not ridiculing you. I'm saying you're no, right. No, other people out there, friends out they're there. They're jealous, too. right? Yeah, they're mad because I'm still with him. But did they offer to help me? Like he did? No. That's when you were on the streets, what did they do to help you? Nothing. Or did they still point their finger? No, because he came along the way and helped right. me out. So they were pointing their fingers while he just stepped up and did something for you. Right. right. And said, here, come on. I'll take you and let's be a significant couple. Right. Now, but it's funny how now you're living the way 
your family thinks is right by living indoors, you're being a housewife, mm -hmm. and yet here you are, they're still pointing their finger at you. Do you see that? Telling you how now wrong your lifestyle is because you're living off him and... Because they think I can get a job on my own. And I okay, but what does the average American housewife do? Yeah. They stay home, clean house, take care of the kids, uh -huh. and be a housewife. Well, see, I know that. Okay, but so, so what they're telling you is no matter what you do, they're going to ridicule you. Yeah, but he's still helping me out in the process. Right, so. And I'm not using him at all. Are I you never happy in your life? Yeah, I think I am. Do you see because why? I'm, I'm not... I'm getting along better with this individual, and we're getting along somehow, somewhere. Do you and see I why now I tell you, uh -huh. do you see now why I tell you that you need to stop worrying about what other people say? Because no matter what, if you're not striving for your own happiness, uh -huh. you're not going to make nobody happy. Yeah. Everybody's going to be unhappy. You need to start striving for what makes you happy. What makes you happy in life? Does he make you happy? Yeah, he does. Does being with him make you him happy? Yeah, but... Okay, okay, so now start pursuing that more instead yeah. of all this other negative stuff that makes you unhappy. Right? Right. And you got a place to live. Yeah. Okay. Now, in homelessness, what do you see out there on the street every day in those homeless people? That they're... The day I gave those socks at that one day, that they're unhappy and they're telling me that I was stingy when I was giving them socks that the lady had given them. That night. Do you see anybody trying to help them? No, just that lady with the socks and underwear, you know, and gloves. Okay. And and, and how do you how do you feel about people not trying to help them? Do you? Yeah, when other people can help them out with jackets, uh, pants, and shirts now. Right. And yeah. how do you feel about the way the government treats them? The way they bulldoze their camps. I don't think that's right. I don't think they should be doing that because I used to live by a radio station. By a radio station, where where they had like a desert area where you could see that, and they never did it. Then that was twenty years ago. Yeah, I remember that. I yeah. used to live. I used to live on the steps of City Hall, and we lived by the train tracks on the docks too. Yeah, but they never came back then and told us to shake the spot. Not even a train that passed by. Now, Christina, have you I noticed know. how many people are out there that have SSI or social supplemental income? Mm -hmm. And that payee service project home, like, um, say, Sherry, Shaggy, yeah. Brooke. Well, my ex-husband that's dead, yeah, he used to uh, be with Yeah, them. have you ever noticed how many of their clients are living in the streets? Yes. And, and would you call that meeting their needs? No, I do not. No. No, because they should have helped them out get a trailer, an apartment, or, uh, uh, we have that Primavera house where the apartments, they're sharing the bathroom. One's on the other side, the other person's on the other side. So, Christina, for, for anyone out there that, that, that maybe has wants to hear a message from you mm -hmm. about homelessness, what would your message to them be the about the homeless? Just stand up for their rights, I guess. Okay. And that means... Go and, and ask a lot of these agencies like Primavera and Salvation Army for help. I, I stood a week and a half asking these people for a bed so I can get closer to God. They didn't want to give me a bed. And I think it's unfair because other times, right away they let me in. Right. 
And I don't know why they're becoming mean like Did they ever give you an apartment? Uh, 30 years ago. Yeah, to this individual. But he ended up being locked up. When so you, they threw me no, no, no. Did they, they ever give you an apartment like from, they say they have all these apartments and stuff that no. they'll give you Section 8 and all that. Did Ooh. you ever get on that? Oh, I'm on Section 8 right now. Okay, and how did that work out when you had your apartment? Tell us oh, about no, that no. experience. No, not not Section 8. I got an apartment through La Frontera. Okay, and tell us about that experience. Well, I, well, I started letting people in over there, so I lost it. Three individuals paid it three times, so they got time. Just to wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's back up. Okay. How did the people at the apartment complex treat you? Good. They treated you good? As long as my rent was paid and I have, you know. And... So, did they ever, you said something about the hot water heater or something? Oh, yeah. This last apartment Primavera had, it made a loud sound, and I had told them about it because uh, I don't know. I know how to get through the window in the back back room because uh-huh. I had, like, a board on it, and I can go out through there if there was a fire. Right. And so, how did they treat you there? Did those people... Were they nice to you, or did it seem like they were looking for a reason to throw you out? Or? Probably, probably, because I didn't pay the rent there, and, and Prima Vera paid it for six Right, nine. and so they say basically, oh, well, she's there, mm-hmm. hole in the wall. Yeah, I know, there was three holes behind the wall, and I told her about, I told somebody that came and saw the hole when he was there, when Larry went to visit me, and the three holes were and they didn't come and repair it before I moved out. Now, did they know that you had no income when they put you in the apartment? Yes, they knew. Did they but, buy you any furniture? Did you? Any yeah, they did. Did the they get you any food? The table. Yeah, from Fresh. Uh, every month they would provide. Every month they did? Yeah, because I finished their program November 30th. They paid another month, but they didn't pay the month of January. Because the month of January, I was supposed to move out because I didn't have a job. And then I needed my niece. They still didn't need to have a means of support for you. No, no mas, because they already helped me enough. So from March, you, March to November, they helped me. Do you see where I'm going with this? Mm-hmm. They're taking these people that have no means to support themselves mm-hmm. and putting them in an apartment with no means to support themselves and saying, well, this is an apartment to get on your feet. Right. But once you're in this apartment, say you have, like, you have knee troubles because of flat feet. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I guess. And so. so you technically can't get a job. No, I could. Well, but they're suitable. How do you say? It? You get, I, I can't stand up for a long period of time. Right, there you go. Okay, I can get a job sitting down though. But why should I? My knee hurts right now. But it needs the surgery. Now, needs- let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. Let's not focus just on physical. Okay. Uh-huh. So they call you what? Your mental health? Oh, I'm bipolar. And so you have a hard time getting along with people, correct? Yeah, I do, but I'm trying to do the best I can right now. Okay. And so, now, to me, I call that trauma. I call it something happened where you have a resentment or a reason. Because I used to get beat up. There you go. I used to get beat up by Carlos Reyes when... uh, So you used to get beat up a lot and it made it hard for you to... Yeah, because he thought I was cheating on it when he was on drugs, right. on heroin, injecting. And one time I took him out of that desert by that Juanito. Hold on. I called the ambulance. When I called the ambulance and came back, he was gone. How the heck I'm going to help people out like that? How? Okay. So that kind of made you Oh, it pissed me off. Yeah. And yeah. now you have a hard time associating with people, correct? No, that, the past, I'm trying to forget about the past. But since he's the father of my two boys, I haven't seen 
for since they were babies. And my dad's not, you know, I'm pissed off about it, you know, but I can't do nothing. We don't know where they're at. Just that time you looked them up and they belong to this car show. No, Christina, let me ask you this. I'm a homeless person. You know that. I've yeah, been yeah. homeless for a long time. Yeah, Have you ever known me to ask anybody for anything? Not at all. Not at all? You I've never asked anybody. care of myself, correct? You're very independent no matter what you're feeling, where you're at. And you try to smile every time you meet any, anybody, no matter what they're doing wrong. No matter if they don't want to clean the yard back there. Because I think it's very unfair for an individual that's back there, a veteran, putting up with people that they have a place to live, but they don't clean the yard. You do, but, you know, other people. No. But somebody did offer to clean this individual's yard, but he never came back again. Henry. Do you, do you, do you think that, that a person like me, mm-hmm. if I want to live out there, I should be able to live out there? Yeah, you always have. When you haven't been here, you have. No. You've seen some of the ways the police treat me. Yeah, me too. And, and yeah. you know, would, would you say that was fair to me? No, because they think they're too good and they're not sinning like us. And that's wrong. Right. And one time, the last week I was uh, going down Prince and Oracle, and, and I was crossing the, fuck you guys, I go. Forget you guys. And I, and he told me not to be doing that no more because if they come back, guess what? I get arrested. I don't know. I just got mad and went like that. That was it, and I crossed the street. They didn't come back. Now, one of my things is this. Is, mm-hmm. uh, have you ever gotten any kind of help from me uh, from the ministry I run? Yes, this guy has some good advice, and he tries his best. Roy, he, he tries his best to get along with people. I can't because I know for a fact I do have at times, or maybe most of the time. Maybe I need my anger management because I have a bad attitude. I think would, everybody's against me, and they're not. You've seen people I've helped, though, correct, in the housing or whatever? Yeah, that Mark guy. Yeah, Mark, Mark and, and, and Miss Jenny. And, uh-huh, Jenny. Yeah. Yeah, she's in a rest home right now. That's what Yeah, they, they put her in a rest home. And, and you know that she had us hold her money, and we gave every penny mm-hmm. back to her? Mm-hmm. We did not touch them. If we did, we asked her, hey, could we borrow that? Me and her. Right. And now, now, let me ask you this. If you were to choose who, I mean, between the services that are offered in this city mm-hmm. or no cross ministries, what would you choose if you needed help? Well, I would I would have to, uh, who who I would ask for help? Well, I have asked Cole, I've asked La Frontera, and they have told me what time are the meetings, and I haven't gone. And right now, they scheduled an appointment. I was about to get to it, and they canceled it. And uh, and the following two or three weeks, I went. I I told I rescheduled, it. and they said, "Oh no, now you got to come as a walk-in." Have you ever received help from No Cross? No the ministries. No, I haven't. The ministry I run. No, no, I haven't. No. Why well, was? Have you seen people get help from No Cross Ministries? Uh, like is Ms. it from Jenny? Tisa? That's my ministry. Okay, okay. That's the ministry I no, have. Like Miss Jenny. Oh, no, no. You never seen her get help from me? Her, yeah, Jenny. Yeah, he has okay. helped Jenny and Wood and T out before. Lots mm-hmm. of other people. Yeah. T so and now, Wood. they got help. And they got exactly what they were looking for, correct? Uh, right, right. She was looking for housing, housing correct? Who, Miss Jenny. Yeah, Jenny did. Mark, he was looking for housing. Did he get housing? 
Yeah. And then T.M. Wood did too? Well, they were supposed to, but they kind of screwed that up. Oh, but but, uh, Shelly was saying they got help. Well, here's what happened. So I had a guy that was supposed to, that was going to hire them. Uh Well, hire T. Uh Yeah, you tried to get him a job for the longest time. Right. And so what the deal was with him was that I was anchoring him a rope in success. Right. I said, look, I'm showing you this guy's got a job for you. Right. Yeah, he's got a place to live for you. All you got to do is what he told you to do. Right. He even gave him fifty dollars in advance to clean the lot. That's all he had to do was take all the garbage off that lot, put it in the alley, Mm -hmm. so he could come along. The guy could come along with a bobcat, scoop it up, and put it in the truck and haul it to the dump. Mm -hmm. That's all he had to do. When they got kicked off that property, Mm -hmm. was that property cleaned? No. No, it wasn't because I The trash was still there. Yeah, there was trash. That one over there, right? So what happened was that T got $50 to do a job that he didn't do. Mm -hmm. Why should that guy now give him a job where he's getting paid for five hours a day Uh working, Mm -hmm. has free room and board when he can't even do what he says he's going to do? Well, yeah. I've I've learned like from my father that's dead now. That if you're going to do something, you're going to tell somebody to do something. At least go and try and do it if you're not able to because of uh, pain I mean, in your body. That guy, didn't know, that guy didn't know T at all. Right. He it's, helped him and gave him $50 on my accord. Oh, man. Because uh-huh. I put my name out there and said, he'll do what he says. Uh-huh, and he didn't do it. No, he didn't. Uh-huh. And then you know what he did? Yeah. He punched me in my head and told me I owed him something. Oh man, that I but I didn't know what it was regarding. Or, well, That's yeah. what it was regarding. Okay. He thought I owed him some because I told him there's your rope anchor in success. You see, the guy's willing to hire you. You see, he pays you fifty dollars. Right. All you gotta do is what he told you to do, and then somehow to go dump all that trash. To pull it all out to the alley and put it in the alley. And that was it. That's yeah. it. So well, fifty bucks. Damn. Plus Shit, I, uh, I job and room and board. But he didn't do none of that. And then he blamed me because what I told him was there mm-hmm. didn't come because he didn't do what he said. Mm-hmm. And that was somehow my fault. Well, yeah. I don't see that. Mm-hmm. I don't say that's my fault. I say that's his own fault. Right. Yeah. He lost an opportunity. Yeah, to get ahead. I gave him something nobody else gave him. Right. Instead of handing him a noose so he could hang himself, I, I put a rope anchored. With success, a job, um, all he had to do was work five hours a day. <laughs> They'd have paid him a hundred bucks a day. I'd call that success. Yeah. I showed him all the messages where the guy was offering him a job. Uh-huh. Right. In other words, if you do what I asked you, if he cleans a lot like he said, uh-huh. he would have had a job. Right. I showed him all the messages. Uh-huh. Do you think that would have inspired you to go out and achieve what he said to do? Yeah, because that could have led to something else, something right. that I would have liked to do to improve my lifestyle. I mean, a hundred bucks a day is, um, that's a lot of money these days. Yeah, because nobody's going to pay you that. And then on top of that, free room and board, you don't have to pay no rent, nothing. Mm. Shit, that's a fucking... A blessing of God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, so see now, would you rather get the help from like Primaletta or a ministry like mine? Well, I say, here's a rope. Well, it's yeah, anchored but, over here right, for success, and here's the success I'm showing you. Okay, this time that I applied for this housing, they I called them back and they said the program 
that I got into or whatever is for a year. I'm going to try to make it work because, you, as you know, my godmother helped me out. She didn't have to. And I, if you want me to ask my brother for half of that money, I will ask her right now. And she goes, no. She wants me to pay her in due time, and that's what I'm going to do. You know, I'm gonna, I got involved with what we have already. So they'll help me with some training. They don't pay enough. Hey, it's better than nothing. At least I thought of him. You know. Didn't you recently get approved for that time? No, 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 no. It was for the housing. Oh. Okay. No, the 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 SSI. The yeah. lawyer won my case in another city in another state. So because you they could do it here. Right now, shouldn't you? No, in a month I'm gonna have my he hearing. Case was one. No, I mean, if your case was one, you'd have a chance. Well, right. do you see what I'm saying? No, but they said they said that I am gonna get they, yeah, that they did they won the case, but that I need a hearing to go to in the month. Okay, so then what they're saying is you, your case is winnable, yeah, your you case won winnable. already. Well, it went but, to federal court. Okay, so when I went to federal court, let me tell you what happened. Yeah. I applied for a lot of years. This is seven years I've been waiting for. Right. I It took me ten. Oh, shit. Son of a gun. Now, what happened in the end was I went to an ALJ. What, did, what is that? I don't know. An administrative law judge. Okay. It's basically like court. Mm -hmm. And then right after the ALJ, this attorney from legal aid, told me to go put in another application mm -hmm. right away because that way if the ALJ denied me, there was already an application pending with, <laughs> with um, Disability Determination Services right. that would continue my case. Right. So I did that and somehow or another my case got approved after that. Mm -hmm. um, but once the, the approval was there and the case was won and I got my SSI, right. within... Three, four days, I received a check. Right. I received a back pay check. Uh-huh. Uh. It wasn't for the 10 years I'd been applying. Uh-huh. It wasn't for the even three years that I had a constant application in. But it was a back check, and I was happy for what I got. Right. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't going to complain. Right. But the fact is that, um, you know, if you were approved, you would have a check. It would be coming to you monthly. It only takes, I mean, even Mark, I got hit SSI. Within three weeks of being approved, you had a check. Yeah, I understand that. But these people got, from my real lawyer, they told me about them, and they took it for because they see in all the, all the papers they have of my hospital stuff that I really need that check. That I can't hold an eight-hour job because yeah, I can't. Right there's now. no way you can hold a, a, a job for any more any, any more than four right. hours. I or know what I can. Amount of time. Yeah, I've cleaned my dad's yard. This was about a month ago. I cleaned his yard, and within twenty minutes that I was working out there, I could not do no more because of this darn knee that needs surgery. Now I, I have a question, and this is real. Are you homeless because of a disability that makes you? To where you can't work? No, because I like using substances. But wait a minute. Uh, to fit in the crowd, and that's not right. Did those substances create your physical disabilities that keep you from working? Uh, no, because oh. when, I, when I graduated from high school, 
I went to California with my mom and my brother, and then I came back. And that's when I started looking for warehouse jobs. From what I understood, you were a very successful person one time. Who told you? Yeah. I yeah. You had success. I mean, you were Okay, I for went a to a college in California, Washington College. Tore down now. I studied as a legal secretary. I came back. My stepmom even gave me a ride to the offices near the airport, and nobody wanted to hire me. I heard you were working. Yeah, I heard you were working for some successful law firm. And, no, and that no. guy started beating you or something or something happened. No, 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 no. That was before. No, after I graduated from high school. Right, so you went after to this law firm, you were working there, and then something happened where you got beat up or something and he did some kind of brain damage or whatever. Well, he did. I have a hole right here. Okay. This. So, I remember. So you didn't sad. choose to be homeless, correct? No, I wasn't forced to go look for him after I divorced him one time. I've divorced him once or twice already. So, so what, what created your state of homelessness was a trauma, correct? To go back, you know a how... A trauma, well, he yeah. beat you. You married him, he beat you, you left him, and went back. Yeah, I married him twice, exactly. Okay, so, yeah. what created your homelessness was him creating a trauma in your life. Yeah, thinking I was cheating on when I was... And it wasn't drugs, it wasn't alcohol, it wasn't none of that. It was that trauma, because that trauma, from what I understood, changed you. Changed me? How would it change? Well, it changed. well I'm not. I'm not with the man beater right now. Well, it changed the way you acted because mm -hmm. of a traumatic brain injury, correct? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, probably. Because I heard you were pretty successful one time. No, I went to a college over there. I graduated. I didn't come back and uh, find the right job I want. I wanted. So I met him at the mental ward at Aquino. Then I married him within two weeks. Oof. And my dad couldn't say, "Oh, well, you're in love." Okay, okay. He accepted. But when he knew he had he had beat me, he went to that that the rentals where he rented. He was gonna let us have that. But and then he he went and told, him, "Oh, I'm gonna put you in jail." I think he went with the little gun my dad had. I don't know. May I, let me ask you this, Christina. Uh -huh. It means that you've been homeless. Yeah. You've been around the poor. Oh, but, uh, Casa Maria, Brian Flagg. And you've seen the community within the poor and the homeless. Yeah. And then you see how the rich are, the, yeah. like the, the rich politicians and the, the attorneys. Like this How right they here. act. I don't like seeing the mess on it. Yet. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Which one would you rather be, rich and successful like that or poor and humble? Well, I'd rather be a poor and helping people out because to this day, I ask people, oh, you want me to take one day? I was walking here and I gave a homeless girl because she reminded me of my kid, of my daughter. I took off my sweater and gave it to her. And the socks, I was going to share them with you. You know, no. Yeah, spirit of my dad or God or whoever. Told me, no, you know what? You're going to give them the socks because that's why that lady passed by. So I gave them about five pairs each lady. Who's more giving, the homeless or the rich? Well, I don't think I'm rich, but... Uh, no, who's more giving, the homeless or the rich people? I think... Who would be more giving, so... If you yeah, help, because the, the rich are Republicans. The homeless are Democrats. I'm a, I'm a Republican. Oh, you are? Yeah. yeah, but you don't put me down like my daughter's Nana. She puts the poor down, and that's wrong. She... She... Raised her to not to hate me, and I don't like that at all. That's um, how I feel. Maybe not. It might not be true, but so so to me, I'm getting that you would rather be a poor person than be judgmental and rich. Well, 
well, I like money, but I would rather earn my money than be asking people for money. Okay. Like his friend came and offered me a job at cleaning. Right away, I told him, no, on the 4th, I'll go and clean it out. He offered me a good a wage, and that's fine. He stood at that. Did I tell him I want a moment? No, because this will be the first time that I do it. So you have a degree in law, correct? As a legal secretary. Yeah, I know how to do the summons and complaint because I worked at my... Would you call yourself a, um, a paralegal? No, because I graduated back uh, in in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I graduated from that. But you would be considered a paralegal? Probably. I don't know. I mean, you got a... What degree do you have in law? Is it in... It, it was just a certificate, a 12-month certificate. Okay. But after... I think nowadays they want people to have more experience in the office work. Especially when you do summons and complaints. Because I've done it for... At the attorney service that my real mom's husband had in L.A. But for some reason, his receptionist said, oh, no, she's not doing this right. This fire. Do you know how to file a lawsuit? File a lawsuit? Yeah. No, I don't think I do. I mean, if I asked you, well, yeah, you wouldn't have to. Yeah, because I don't have the experience, and I've been stuck on that on that junk. You, you know what? Well, but, you know, I, I've always said that it, it, it just because, And right now, I do want to go back to school, but I got to have a year sober before I do. I'm not going to waste those teachers' uh, time if, if I can't concentrate you on really school. really think that a drug addiction makes you the way you are unable to think or learn? Yeah, because I do think, I think it does. Crack well, and okay. meth, methamphetamine. Let me ask you this. Am I an addict? No, because I don't see you doing that morning, noon, and night. And a dopamine is not more is not called that if they're not smoking the shit morning, noon, and night. Okay, I smoke, um, huh. I mean. I know where I, when I had my limit, but I mean. What I am is a, I I'm stop. a controlled addict. In other words, I do have an addiction because I like the way this makes me feel. I don't because it's starting to give me headaches. That's but why that stopped. On the other part of it uh-huh. is that I I am addicted. It's not it's not easy for me to quit. Oh, okay. However No, I understand that. I don't believe that this makes me unable to to cognitively make right decisions. Right. I don't think that this dope makes me go out and steal. Right. I don't think that this dope makes me Incoherent to where I don't know right from wrong. Mm-hmm. I believe that that's a conscious decision. Mm-hmm. That it's my cognitive thought patterns that makes me that way. Mm-hmm. So if I do dope, that doesn't mean that I can't be a good person. Right. That just means that I have a habit that other people don't have. Mm-hmm. People who have alcohol, they still hold jobs. You know why? Because Monday through Friday, they work hard. Right. The the construction workers that work on the street, I don't know. I don't know if they're playing the part and not doing the job right. But but I was raised that my dad taught my brothers, if you're going to live here, you got to have a job, save up money. More, if you're going to get married to somebody, you got to have a job to raise your kids. Well, you know. that, that's how I was raised. Not but, that. You know, Because my daughter, my daughter even told me, oh, if you're high, you're not going to come near my kids. I'm sorry. You might as well forget. That's your judgment. No, yeah, I said, but hey, how about if I'm carrying her baby and the baby 
fuck. That's what she's well, I mean, Okay, it's, so look. It's not going to happen to her. I, I love my Here's girl. the thing. First child. Here's my thing about that. Uh-huh. Now, I can understand that if I'm doing dope and actively um, smoking it, I don't want to be around a kid. No, okay? not, not if one of his friends comes I am with not going to expose a kid. But I if I'm going to visit someone with kids and I don't have drugs on me or around me and I'm clean, say I wash my hands, take a shower, mm-hmm. and I don't do no dope before I go, mm-hmm. and I'm functioning just like I am here talking to you. Right. Yeah, am I, I unable to be around a kid? I'm yes, high you now. Yeah, you're clean right now. Yeah, you. you I'm did. high right now. Okay. Oh, you're saying if you would go you say around. I'm cognitively not able to be around a child? Yeah, uh, yeah, you can't be around a child. Now, yeah. if you were drinking along with that, more yet you can. Wait a minute. What makes it to where I can't be around a child? I'm cognitively speaking to you. Okay. Yeah, you are. I'm cognitively functioning properly. I'm not. You're not yelling, you're not screaming. I'm not lost. Yeah, we're yeah. talking like two human beings and that shit. Okay, so if I didn't have a pipe with me. Or an uh, oil burner. Or whatever, uh-huh. I would be able to be around the child, right? Why? If yeah. I set it down and went outside and went to go over in front of a child, that shouldn't affect the way I'm in front of that child, correct? No, as long as you're not blowing smoke in their face. Right, okay. So what I'm saying to you is, just because a person has an addiction does not make them... Unfit. I always invite him to go to my stepmom's, but he, he. What he, makes them unfit is when they're in the same house as a child doing it. That's so. If I smoked and there was a child in this house, I wouldn't want to do that because the habit I have, it, it does. It, it gets into the walls. It gets into everywhere. And yeah, I understand. The That's kids can get it. Right. And I don't want the kids getting it. Right. That cognitively tells me that. I am functioning enough mm-hmm. of an addict after 20 some odd years of doing it mm-hmm. that I understand if I had a child here, I would not smoke in the house. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two, until I was clean and took a shower, if I smoked outside, mm-hmm. I would not touch that child. Right. I would not touch anything until my hands were washed and my skin was washed. Right. Because it comes out to your pores and it doesn't break down so the child can get it in their system if they touch it. Right. Like the day I got in her car, she goes, you smell like smoke. Why do you smell like smoke? You can't go in this car again because uh, if you're going to smell like smoke, uh, no, I don't want you in, in my car. Right. And that's kind of, but see, and that's again. Because she smoke. had a cleft palate and she didn't want to get sick. Secondhand smoke can affect him. I know it might because she's Smelling had it. this surgery right here and it's, it's still, dangerous for her. Yeah. And also by, you know. But the thing about it is, I think your daughter's a little bit more judgmental than she should be. Yeah, I Because she's not necessarily living a perfect life either. Her boyfriend hit her. Wow. No offense. But that's not necessarily the right life either. Yeah, but she says she moved her face. Well, yeah, that's him being a narcissist convincing her. No, but she already said that. That tomorrow she can come and pick me up and he's not. Because he's working. He was so, Monday to let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. Do you really buy that thing that it was her fault because she moved her face? I mean, no. think about it. No, because she said, no, because when he dropped us off at the mall, he goes, you get off and you get off. And if you don't get off, I'm going to do something worse. That's what he said. And did he lift his hand to swing it at her? No, because a security guard was right behind us. But when he hit her, did he raise his hand to swing at her? 
Or did she move her face to his hand where hanging by his side? No. His hand had to be coming at her and yes, yes, hit her, right? Yeah. Because she said, oh, I'm going to call the cops right now. My mom's a witness. Oh, yeah? Then why didn't you call the cops, Mia? Why didn't you give him a warning? What the, See? What the heck? So what I'm telling you is mm -hmm. that that was his narcissistic way of getting her to well, take the blame for his bad actions of hitting her. Oh, and then you know how I talk too much? Well, she said, if I get divorced, it's going to be your fault. Your, your, it's going to be your fault because we're sitting in the mall at the table and talking about her book or whatever I want to That's buy. a refusal to accept responsibility for your own life. Yeah. He's blaming you for her life and his abusiveness. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. And yeah. Well, his abusiveness is in no way your fault. Her being divorced from him, it could only help her. No, because he goes, oh, I see that you're not ha happy, Vanessa. L let's go to the court and have, and I'll stop the co-signing. I'll, I'll take the car from you, and that's it. That's what she Didn't said. she co-sign for him, though? Yes, but he's over there saying he wants a divorce if she's not happy. So. Who she thinks she, who the heck he thinks he is, asking her for a car, and then it's telling her that if you're not happy, I'm going to divorce. So he only wanted her for her money. That's fucked up. That is so now, let me ask you a question. I mean, that's good. Do you stuff. think, yeah, I mean, to me, it seems to me like she'd be better off without him, right? Yeah, one time she told me I was walking through the mall. You don't need a man, she tells me, when she was smaller, seven years old. Let me ask you this. So now tell me, um, why don't you say that to her? You would be better off without him. I could, but she's you not going to listen to me. You should. You're her I mother. Do. If you care about her as a mother... You tell her, I'm telling because you as, she as your told mom. Because she told me literally not to get in her business. When they're talking to leave them alone. Okay. No, so, you know how I butt yeah, in yeah. in all your guys' business. So let me ask wrong. you this. That's what they were. Let me ask you this. Uh -huh. Does she butt into yours? Yeah, by saying you smell like smoke. Then I got the perfume or that he gave me. How and does put she it feel up. about you being with Hobbit? Does she tell you that? She accepts him. Does she, she tell you how she feels about you being with Hobbit? Yeah, she's told me as long as he takes care of me and doesn't hit. And this man has never hit me. Right, never has. He, he's gotten into my face he, and tell me my truth, but that's it. But he treats you pretty right. well, doesn't he? from the beginning. And Taking my, care of you, yeah. knocks, stock and barrel. Yeah, and my dad, before he died, said he heard him. I think before he died, he heard him on the telephone. Yeah. Yeah, he, he did hear so him. Now, now, so if her daughter injects her... Subjects you to her opinion of your life. Mm -hmm. As a mom, why don't you tell your daughter what you feel? I will, probably tomorrow. Let her know. You'd be better off without the man if he hits you. He hits you once. If he hits you once, he'll hit you again. That's a proven fact. Is it true that when a man hits you, you can't hit them back? If you hit them back, both people will go to jail, right? There's no self-defense law in Arizona. What do you mean? So if two people are fighting, it's it's a girl and a guy. It's called domestic violence. So both people will end up in jail. Both people technically could go to jail for assault. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um. Maybe that's why she didn't hit him. To me, if he hits her, he's a loser. Yeah, I know him. Okay. Now we're gonna get ready to cut off here. I okay. think. Okay. Okay. Heads up to maximum. Segment is 80 minutes. So I respect the homeless uh, out there. I always hand them a dollar. When I know when I buy enough food, I always give them something to eat. Right. And even if it's my last dollar, I've given it to them. 
I've given Diddler my dad, dad did his last dollar and penny to get the bus himself. So him too. Him too. He's giving me final it. word. Are all the homeless people bad people or drug addicts? Or? No, no. They, no. they, they can get a better life. They know it, and they, when it comes down to it, they do treat all of us with respect. Final quick question: What is a better life? Who deems what a better life is for a person? Isn't it based on your own happiness? Yeah, being happy, yeah. Being so happy. you can't say that I can achieve a better life <coughs> than what I'm already happy with being. Because if I'm happy being out there, a better life is right there for me. That's my life. That's what I declare better. But you know what? When a, two people are out there and doing this, it does, it does make me sad. And that's why I say, even my drink I buy, I give it to them. Hey, hey, you're nodding out here. Even on the bus I did. I gave that that guy that was nodding out. Hey, here's the rest of my donuts so you can wake up. If not, the bus driver is going to kick you out. Okay, we got to go ahead and end the yeah. show. Christina, I thank you for being a guest and telling your story. Thank you so much. Um, I really hope that everything works out for you and you okay. can see that you're in a good spot right now and mm -hmm. maybe right. stay with it. Right. And um, I really hope that eventually we can end the stigmatism behind the homeless because that's really the, what's wrong with America. Yeah. Is that we've said we're free, but we're not. And thanks to a good veteran that has been in our life too. His name's Larry Sturgill and he's good people. Awesome person there. Um, thank you to all the vets who served this country. I'm sorry I wouldn't do it, but you know, thank you guys that did make that sacrifice. Yep. And uh, I want to thank all the listeners and good night, yeah. everyone. God bless you.